Assalamu alaikum. May peace be upon you. Welcome to Sisters Unraveled, where we strive to strengthen our sisterhood by deconstructing current day struggles through the Islamic lens. Before we get started, just a quick disclaimer that we are by no means Islamic scholars. All of our discussions are based on our personal experiences and perspectives. We kindly ask you to be respectful of others' views, and we will try our best to do so as well. Now that we set that aside, let's just dive right in. Um, for a couple of weeks, I've been trying to finish this book that my sister got me. And it's called, It's Not About the Burqa. And it's an interesting book. And I know you, you haven't read the book. So I'm going to give you a little context regarding it. Um, mm-hmm. It's an interesting book because it's not just like a regular chapter book that we are used to. It's more of like... Mm-hmm a collection of essays and it's Mm. a collection of like essays of 17 different Muslim women and the book overall is edited by Mariam Khan and it's focused around like stereotypes and misconceptions around Muslim women or Islam in general within the Western society and there was this one particular essay that really stood out to me and I wanted to like hear your thoughts on it and share my um my point of view on the essay and the essay is called on the representation of muslims terms and conditions apply i love the title and there's so many thoughts that goes in my my head when i hear that title um and Mm -hmm. the author for that particular essay is nafisa bucker Uh, My apologies if I'm mispronouncing the name incorrectly, but it's a very interesting essay. So to give you a little more context regarding the essay specifically, um, it focuses more on representation within the Western society, right? Simplified form. And I thought it was a really good topic to Mm -hmm. discuss considering like, you know, the new president getting inaugurated um, in addition with all the racial upcomings that have happened within the last year and this year, it would be an important topic to discuss. So, like, for instance, like Joe Biden, his whole campaign was around unity, right? I actually watched his Mm -hmm. inauguration speech um, and counted how many times he used the word unity, unified, um, unifying, united, oh um, some sort of like similar word to unity. And it was, <laughs> I was actually disappointed he only used it 15 times because I went very eager into re-watching the speech and I was oh like, oh, he must have said it like 30 times in 30 minutes. It was only 15, sa- 15 <laughs> times, sadly. But I do remember when he was walking into the White House, he screamed unity. And there's a YouTube video on it. But just to give you, like, mm. quick phrases of what he said in regards to unity, he said, like, uniting the nation. With unity, we can do great things, important things. We can right wrongs. Unity can sound like a foolish fantasy. Um, can treat each other with dignity and respect. Can join forces. 
This is getting me yeah. so triggered no, right and, now. And, and the reason why I bring this up, you'll see. Uh, like, let me just finish like some of the sentence, and then you'll see why. I'm, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally you're good. You, but I, I had to say. Trust that. me, when I read this whole essay, I was really triggered because I had so many points of view, and this essay takes two different routes. So I'm gonna like clarify that. So he mm-hmm. also goes into like, without unity, there's no peace. Only bitterness. Um, no action, only a state of chaos. Oh, no nation, only a state of chaos. Crisis and challenge, unity is the path forward. And like, you know, like he kept on bringing this up, like this idea of unity, that's what his campaign was about. And th- reading this mm-hmm. essay within that speech context really made me question, like, what does unity look like? Especially when you talk about representation. Right. And before we dive right into like a Pacific... Um, group like as a muslim group i do want to lay this common ground and it's mentioned in the essay very nicely is that you know muslim women when people approach them it's only questions about the hijab or questions about like why are you oppressed but nothing beyond that like there's this interpretation we can't speak nothing beyond these two topics and i want to lay that Mm -hmm. um, foundation for other groups because other people feel the same way, either if you're someone of color from another um, group that's a minority in the United States, right? That's what I'm referring to. And mm. they may have other stereotypes that it's approached to. So we're all on the same page. And it's just kind of figuring out what does unity look like for the United States in our future, considering that's what our president is campaigning now. Well, not campaigning anymore, but that's like what he is here to do. Um, And it would be a good way to kind of get into this conversation. And sorry, I'm giving you a lot of like in detail description, but I guess like I'm the worst (laughs) moderator for discussion. So I'm going to try to like take this as smoothly as I can. So like to make this a little more simpler, because I don't think I can do as much justice to that essay. But the way I had envisioned this conversation, because you haven't read the books, trying to give you more context on it, is like I want to discuss it in two different parts. One, as in representation within the white society. So that goes into like just like dealing with all people um, from minorities to majorities. And then dive into like representation within within or as a Muslim community itself and what does it mean, right? So Mm. I guess we can start off with like representation with the wide society and just kind of get your interpretation of like what does unity mean to you? What does being represented mean to you in today's context? Wow, first of all, I have to say that is a very, very (laughs) good question. Secondly, I do have to say that you're doing an amazing <laughs> job as a moderator so far, so please Aww, don't shoot yourself you. down. But, <laughs> of course. But going back to your question, wow. Um, well, as, as you saw, I was laughing and I was getting triggered as you were mentioning. So I, I personally did not watch the video. Um, I did not watch him be inaugurated just because I was busy with work yeah. and everything. But... That is really interesting that you mentioned that because, oh my God, like, I know, I know a lot of people are going to, are going to agree with me. The fact that like, considering everything that has happened in America since the beginning, right? Like, it's like, 
this country is founded on mm. institutional racism. And that racism is against all people of color. Basically, like, simply said, if you're not of a certain race, which we all mm-hmm. know, very common, then you're not, like, you're not, quote-unquote, yeah. human being. Like, you're not you're the other as part of society, right? Exactly, exactly. So, so the reason I was laughing is because, like, this word unity has, it's been stripped of what it actually mm-hmm. truly means right um it's not really like i guess the best way to put it is that considering everything that america has gone through and continues to show us as like muslim people muslim women that wear hijab muslim women in general muslim women of color um people of color it it continues to show us that unity is not an actual thing like unity when they say unity it doesn't mean unity (laughs) because and and you can like let's just go back all the way back to columbus okay (laughs) Okay, we're going down that road (laughs) the guy did not even (laughs) we are because it triggers me man like he did not even find america (laughs) he really didn't i don't know why i'm laughing but and the fact sorry (laughs) it's funny it's hilarious that people are so delusional and it's even like taught like america has so much control over its history that it's willing to make up stuff and literally teach it to our children so that generations and generations to come will be like oh yeah columbus founded america no he did not okay so just starting from that simple fact like you can tell that america does the government does whatever they want to do whatever mm-hmm. suits their agenda so the word unity does not actually mean um, that we're that yeah. we're a melting pot. America's not a melting pot. You know, yes, you're allowed to come here as a person of color, a person who doesn't fall under the category of Caucasian and white. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> under some administrations, you'll actually mm-hmm. have trouble even coming here. But when you do come in here, even though you've been born here, you've been raised here, you're never going to be actually considered yeah american you know like why do people of color have to constantly fight to prove that they're american so when you said the word unity i was like uh, uh-huh, <laughs> no no not nah, nah, no and, not really and that's what i um and i like the fact that you bring that up because that's what a lot of this essay portion goes into and i think that kind of sums up the part of like the terms and condition in the title because there are also many examples like she provides in her essay about like you know that they have accepted this image of a hijabi or image of what to be a muslim but not necessarily what it comes with um and to give an example be like some of the influencers they um provided like for instance one of the models that recently um told her hijab story halima okay yeah she was mentioned in the book in the essay too where it's like halima came out with the story and she also talked about like you know having this image of pleasing other people or i don't want to say pleasing other people but in terms of like creating this image that the society has created but necessarily her views or her way of style doesn't necessarily get accepted so like i guess a clear more example would be if you scratch that out would 
be this one influencer um i'm not gonna go in detail with who the influencer is or maybe not even name it is that they were in collaboration with a very well-known brand l'oreal and they were campaigning for i believe a hair care product or a hair care campaign um and she was a hijabi and what had happened in that situation was that they wanted her to represent in this campaign and be like this image or more so say like a statistics which statistic which is also referred Mm -hmm. to as like in michelle obama's becoming documentary i have not read the book but in the documentary the movie of the book um they refer Mm -hmm. to as like just being a statistic as a minority and so going back to the example so the influencer had made a twitter post years prior to the campaign regarding her views on the israel and palestine conflict right and i'm not going to be as controversial Mm -hmm. in terms of what um the thing was but i think she was supporting the palestinian side obviously as a muslim and Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. had come to surface when the campaign was going on and because of that twitter post like made years prior she had to step down and make a public apology so it was it was kind of like the representation of like okay you know we just want your image but we don't necessarily want your views so wow. and that's what this essay goes into is wow. like they want to make this unified for platform of accepting like this Muslim image, mm-hmm. this people of color image and like a Latino background image, but not necessarily have your opinions be voiced. And that's I guess that's where right. it's going into representation is like what does it mean to be represented? Is it just having a face on a flyer having like a face on a banner saying like okay you know they're muslim and that's where you're gonna go or is it actually like voicing the listening to the opinions that you have listening to the voices you have and how to respectfully respect each other that's okay that's such a weird way to say but how to respect each other's opinions and like you know (laughs) we all disagree we all have different backgrounds and how can we kind of come onto the same terms or at least compromise and one of the things i like she said in the book was like in these situations like the influencer she provides and things like that it's almost turning into like the muslims diluting their faith in attempt to okay let me get this quote right on because she i'm gonna do injustice to her words and i that's why i was really obsessed with this hold on it's on this page okay let's find this thingy so okay so what she says is we dilute our faith in our attempts to mold islam to make it more palatable to outsiders right subhanallah i have sorry i'm gonna cut you off because go I ahead have so much to say on ev- literally go everything ahead. you just said um first of all like okay okay as you were talking i was like yes 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 like they create this they basically create this image, right, of, like, what they want. They've created this mold of what a hijabi should be or, like, what a Latino should be. And then you have to fit mm-hmm. that mold, right? And that's where we're, where you're saying about, like, diluting your own identity is that, like, in effort to prove that our opinions are valid and should mm-hmm. be considered and that we should be accepted as human beings with opinions and thoughts in America, we're starting to let go 
of what we truly believe and our own values in order to try to prove to a set of people that are basic that basically cannot be convinced because they have one agenda mm-hmm. and it doesn't like when folks have one agenda and they're very determined it's like yep. talking to a brick wall but i i really love that like we really are diluting our own values in order to please it's like it's like um trying to please a master that will never mm-hmm. be pleased right so like why are we letting go of our own identities and actually when you were talking about all that i was thinking back about i was thinking about how on twitter at some point there was this trend um i think it was on instagram too but i feel like it was more on twitter where basically people were constantly posting about how every hijabi girl that is represented in a tv show or movie ends up somehow by the end of the movie falling in love with some guy taking off her hijab and starting to date Mm -hmm. and all of that and it really got me thinking about that because that again is like diluting identity like that is making the main that's actually like brainwashing man like trying to show muslims like hey this is what you should be doing like you need to do what non-muslims do I can't imagine the future generations growing, like, even for me, and I'm sure for you too, it's been very difficult holding mm-hmm. on to your identity, right? I can't imagine what it's going to be like for the future generations. Like, they no, really No, I agree. And I think, them. like, that part that you brought up in terms of, like, just our own Muslim community, I feel like we can dive further in detail regarding that in another discussion. But yeah, like one of the questions she just asked like straight up is like, what is the point of being represented if it's only our image that's invited to the table? And I think that kind of sums up very well in terms of the representation and this idea of unity within society as a whole. And I think representation as a Muslim Mm -hmm. community, that is a separate conversation that is like on its own. But And I just really thought it was really important to bring all this up is because like now we have a president who's coming in like preaching unity. But what does that look like considering we had like such a very, um, what I say, like political view division within the last four years. And it's been Mm -hmm. more vocalized than ever. Um, at least up to what we have seen, obviously prior was definitely different, but, uh, has been the most vocalized and now we're more aware that yeah people have these views right and because of that awareness now now people are becoming more cautious but just kind of going back into the representation as a whole within um the society i was just looking at something and i completely lost the train of thought that i was going at let me see if i can find it but uh now i don't remember what i was going to but Okay, yeah, well, yeah. let me just add something while you while you try to look for it and remember it. Um, I think one thing also, like, when, you know, elections were happening and then we find out, like, yes, Joe Biden's been accepted, I, or, you know, made it, you know, is now president. Um, I remember, like, how many Muslim people were just so happy. They were like, oh, my God, like, yes, we got someone who's, like, um you know, who's open-minded, and he's not like Trump, and he's like a, you know, blah, 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 and then, oh my god, we have like this new vice president who's like amazing, Mm -hmm. and she, 
you know, is the first woman and then she's also South Asian and you know, Jamaican like, to be exact. The, yeah. Someone of color. Let's yeah, just say that. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And people were so excited. Literally a week late was it a week later, two weeks later. Basically, like literally right after that, the headline I see is like um, I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Kamala Harris yep. supports Israel. Am I correct? Right? Right then and there, I was like, yo, alham-, like, I was happy, alhamdulillah, that I was not excited. Because at the end of the day, like, when it comes to choosing, pol- like, when it comes to politicians, they're all yeah. evil. It's all, it's all evil. It's just different mm-hmm. extents of evil. Right? They they all have the same goal. And there's not, obviously, there's not going to be one person who's, like, that perfect <laughs> he was going to the <laughs> post office i'm sorry a poor dude like he was just going to the post office but that he's means, everywhere hopefully that, you know i you know, know right the first time i saw that meme he was sitting by a gyro cart and i yeah, thought it was someone actually, actually real. made it into an eth card i'm not kidding it looks oh really good God. and i give her credit for it but at the same time i'm just like dude he was just going to the post office but sorry to cut you off but no and i'm gonna add a little bit there and just go a little broader than what you're saying than politics because politics drives me crazy and i just can't get my head around it um i'm gonna go further and say that um i just lose train of thought uh what was I going to say? Yeah, I guess in terms of that, and that was a point that I was thinking in my head too in regards to like this image that we have like of Biden and Kamala Harris of like being someone of color, the, making history and things like that. But it's not just the face. You also have to look at their views, their values, right? And we're never going to get 100% in our right. president, like you said, unless Bernie. But, you know, uh, well, that's prior <laughs> yeah. to him becoming president, so we never know. But at the same time, um and i remember there was this influencer that had put up and i really respected her view and i agreed with her view in regards to like you know just because someone's a person of color doesn't mean that they're and i i can be very like people are gonna get offended by me saying that just because someone's person of color in the people's eye doesn't mean that they're the perfect role model for your kids or like yeah a generation so you need to still be cautious. And that was the mindset that I had when having this conversation was like when you pick role models, when you help your kids pick role models, be aware of what their views are. Be aware of what they are. And I'm, I'm not as familiar with their policies, but I know like little bits here and there. And they're idolized only as like, oh, she's the perfect role model because she's someone of color. She's a woman. She's making history. And I really like yeah. this essay said one thing. If it's someone that's in the news about, and I forgot the exact statement, but if someone's in the news about, like, you know, someone of color, it's either someone who fits the stereotype or someone who breaks it. And and I felt oh like that was God. so legit. Like, it says, okay, representation of Muslim yes. women extremes, either fitting a stereotype or breaking one. And I feel like that kind of fits into what we're saying is, kind of saying like okay you're breaking a stereotype because you're the first woman um to make history and things like that but do your views really align with our and this is not just towards her and also because we can't speak as much since we're not that familiar with her policy but it goes with everyone right like especially what we see in social media and we'll dive further in this in the other discussion um but just overall as in like 
face and image isn't the only thing. Knowing the views, the opinions, and kind of respectfully accepting not necessarily accepting them, but at least, you know, kind of staying on middle ground and peace. But your thoughts on this as we wrap up? I think I just, I think I have so much to say that we'll end up talking yeah. for another, like, hour. Um, but I will say that this essay so far has been very thoughtful. Like, it's all the things that we all think, but are unable to mm. put into words, necess- like, immediately. Um so I, re- I really appreciate her words. And, uh, I, you know, after after this discussion, I actually <laughs> want to read it for myself so I could just be, like, snapping the whole time, like, yes, <laughs> preach, girl, preach. Um, but, yeah, inshallah, let's, dis- let's continue this discussion next time. Thank you for tuning into today's discussion. If you enjoyed it as much as we did, let's continue it on our Instagram at Sisters Unraveled. Are you following us yet? No? Then go follow us now. Until next time, may peace be upon you. Assalamu alaikum.